Welcome to This Is Not A Circular, a podcast for Trade Gallery. All podcasts can be found at tradegallery.org. This interview with Jack Strange was recorded on Thursday the 26th of February 2009 at his Brixton studio in London. That sort of, it's like, so like often I really like st- t- like having conversations when you're walking, like if you like actual conversation, like you would go like you go to, to the park with your mate and you actually go to speak about, not like consciously like hey let's go to the park and speak about, uh, I don't know like the meaning of art, mm. but you just get into a conversation somehow and you start to speak about stuff, but you're walking. I always really like that for some reason. Yeah, sitting down like this to. S- and maybe it's also because we're like recording. You're already thinking of it a bit more externalised mm. as a conversation because you're aware of it being re-listened to people, other people hearing it. It yeah. doesn't feel like, doesn't feel as natural. Maybe. I mean, I guess if you practice it, it does. But um, it's also that sort of just like sitting, or there's a, you know, like speaking with. I don't know. So I think speaking while walking is really nice. I find not If I haven't seen someone for a long time and I meet them and we're yeah. walking, I find it very difficult to talk. Really? Like until I'm. So you've like then sat down and then you can give them yeah, attention. Yeah. yeah, maybe I think I'm maybe a bit funny with like attention. Like. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I guess it depends on the person as well, that context. Yeah. If you really fancy them, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> Trying to uh, <laughs> not that fancy you. I'm not, I wasn't suggesting. No, no, no. I was, I was just thinking uh, if I fancied you, <laughs> then what would what would my? Do you want to go for a walk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's it? I remember. I think it was William Boris saying something about. If you really want to find out, like get to know someone, just like speak at them, just like spurt your mouth off at them, and you'll kind of learn more. Because it'd be, you know, it's, I guess he was thinking that as you, because it's almost like as you speak, you think in a way which you, and if you're speaking to someone that you know is able to respond, mm. you are going to be thinking about what they're thinking in response to what you're saying. So you kind of, it's a way, it's, yeah, you are kind of getting to know them in a certain way. That's the nice thing about an interview. Because with, with you can hide a lot in, in words. You can hide a lot of how you are as a person and mm. how you can yeah. also manipulate it. I mean, you can ma- manipulate with sound recordings, but with um, with text, you can hide a lot of things. Like, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, most text isn't off the cuff. You know, it's not off the top of your head. It's just mm-hmm. you've thought about it and nailed over it but it's also weird I find with interviews because you don't because so much of like speaking or like communicating when you're talking is like just like what you're doing with your body or mm. your eyes like you almost communicate just as much if not more with like the way you look or yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it's like someone you can just catch a certain look from someone and you'll get so much more than mm. if they like sort of spoke to you for like a minute or something Weird. Could you describe the work stunt doubles? Um, 
so work I guess where it came about from I've got this like uh, red and blue anorak Burkhouse anorak that I've worn for like I've had it for like four years it was like what I was always wearing at art school had, like mates would like joke about it and stuff and then came about a few mates just saying oh yeah I thought I, thought I saw you the other day in someone in my jacket or whatever and I started to just notice there was a few you know one of those things you hear it and then you start to it's like when you learn a new word or something you start to hear it I just started noticing people in my jacket I was like whoa and then I just then I was joking with like mates saying they'd be like oh yeah I thought I saw you the other day I'd be like oh yeah one of my stunt doubles or something and then at one point I just was with a friend I had a camera on me I was just like oh I'm going to ask this guy if I can take a photo with him and he took a photo and then I was just from then it's just sort of if I have if I'm with a friend and I have a camera I get a photo um, and it's it's sim yeah it's kind of really simple work but I quite like what the sort of things maybe it evokes and stuff and I like calling it stunt doubles because it's sort of it's funny but it also brings in this sort of whole other kind of filmic or sort of movie sort of emotional feel to it as well but it's similar to I do a lot of works where theoretically they can kind of go on forever like I, cause I can always do that work I can until the point where the like, jacket disintegrates I can go out in the jacket with a mate and a camera and hope I see one or I just see one and do it and I think those sort of works those works that you can always do I think I seem to do a lot of those sort of works and I think they come up out of me really wanting to like always be able to be making something. I think I'm secretly like terrified of like not being able to make something. It's almost like that, um, oh, what's, uh, like art as a guarantee of sanity that Louise Bourgeois says. <laughs> so I think so, sometimes I really think like the world is insane. Like it is like really kind of, yeah, just insane. And for me, other people find other stuff, but for me, art making is like my sanity. It's a way to make that insaneness kind of maybe still seem insane, but like enjoyable or funny, or you can kind of take parts of it and they make sense. And so I guess stunt doubles is one of those works that I seem to periodically come out of, come up with where I can. It will always be there for me. I can always still make it. So it's like I can. I always have some sort of sanity or something. I guess. Um, I haven't done it for a while though, because the jacket. I need to clean the jacket. It's really dirty. <laughs> it's like really filthy. Yeah. It's like covered in crap. How yeah. many um, pieces are there in that series now? The, um, it's gone up. It was when I first showed it. It was twenty. And I lost. It was really. I had this in my last year at school. I had like a. Like my computer crashed. And I lost loads of stuff. I was doing that Tom Cruise work as well at the time, and I lost like half of it. It had taken me ages. I lost like half a year's work of, on that, and like I lost maybe like ten stunt doubles, which is really annoying. But I've got, I think now I'm closer to thirty again. After that, and I had the degree show coming up, and I wanted to get. I thought if I got twenty, because I wanted to show on a slide carousel. I thought if I got twenty, I could have twenty times four to fill an eighty carousel roll. So I did actually go out one day specifically looking for one with a camera and I found like four <laughs> in like wow. two hours. It was crazy. Popular. Uh, yeah, it's a really like, 
And one time we went to, for a friend's birthday, went to Kew Gardens. It was a bit rainy. I didn't have a camera then, but there was fuckloads. There was like 10. And uh, it was weird. And there was another time, it would have been brilliant, because, uh, where was it? Holloway Road. Two really fucking hench South African guys, both in the exact same jacket. <laughs> and it would have been lovely, you know, have two of them and be like, look like a little short dude in the middle, like next to these big guys. But I didn't have the camera. And... Sometimes I think, oh, maybe I'll go out and just get a load like that. But I like it being more a chance encounter, like a thing. If I happen to have the camera and I'm in the jacket, so rather than it feeling like a, a, too much of a forced thing, like, mm-hmm. a, right, let's go out and get, we've got to get five by the end of the day or something, you know. It doesn't really matter if there's five or 50, really. It's like the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's just two, you get it. It's like, even if it's just one... But it, I guess, yeah, it's interesting that actually because there are, I guess with those works I do, you don't actually need that much of it for it to be the work. Mm. But then some some part of me feels compelled to sort of maybe keep doing it. Maybe I will stop doing it. I mean, I haven't done it for a long time. Maybe I won't do it at all. It will. It has finished. But I'd, maybe it's that's just sort of that trick, like feeling like, oh, I can still do that if I don't have anything else. <laughs> Like I was thinking, you don't need you don't need to know a lot to to get on with your work. Like yeah, you don't yeah. need to um, you don't have to have a lot of information like that piece, especially. Only Heidegger or yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Was that a strategy of yours, or was that? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I I generally I feel this like. I like, I really like art where I don't feel like you need to know, like I've, so there is some sort of work where you, if you don't know something about it, like you need to know that it's a specific type of stone from somewhere which has this cultural history, or you know there's these these things around it that animate it and give it its meaning, I sometimes find that, like I do like a lot of that work, but the work I think that immediately like really hits me and stays with me are the works where they're sort of yeah you just they you don't need much they just speak to you you don't need this like knowledge it's a sort of it's, it's a sort of different type of communication and uh, yeah I think I do really like I don't know if it's that conscious though but I do really like to make I want I want people to like yeah get it or like appreciate it It. I mean but there is there's loads of people that would see like something like stunt doubles and be like oh what's that you know people are not everyone's going to get it but I don't want to feel like I'm trying to be clever because mm-hmm. I don't. I really don't think it is about that. It's not about. I mean, some people might argue it's a type of intelligence, but I don't think it's. It's not about a sort of. It's about like. Sort of a type of seeing and a type of feeling and a type of emotion and type of yeah, it's like creativity or something. I don't know. I'm starting to make work more where it maybe does feel a bit more, like you need to know. I don't know. Not all, but I feel like I'm doing... Well, there are some works I've noticed I'm doing now which are more like, you know, the art-on-art sort of art where it's like you need to... If you don't know what it's referencing, it's going to be a bit of a, like, a red herring or... I don't know, which is... Do you think that's that's because you're sort of a part of an expanded art field now rather than, say, I don't making work at uni? Yeah, you're yeah. You're now, like, you're after that age... Do you yeah, think that's 
yeah. and affect them. To some extent, I think it's also I'm I'm really wary of like not. I always want to be able to like feel surprised or don't want to feel like pinned to a certain identity within the work. Like I don't want to feel like I really know what the work is. Like I I liked. I mean, I guess with something like the stunt doubles or other works where you, they can kind of go on forever, you can keep coming back to them, you do, you know what they are. So you kind of, they're kind of worked out. There's no surprise there, but they're there, they're more like a security blanket or something, you've just got them there as like a backup. But then other works where it's just, you make it and then that's it, it doesn't carry on, it's finished as a work. I think with that sort of making, I after a while you maybe start to, it starts to feel familiar like oh, I'm making these sort of works and then some people maybe they're like wicked and they want to get to the point where they feel like they get that to the point where it's the most perfect you know that's it but I feel if I start to feel like I'm starting to know what it is or I mean maybe it's just boredom and like a, a type of like I'm not able to concentrate with it but I feel like I start to I want to maybe do something that will feel like more of a surprise or like try not to feel like it's like um, trying to keep it loose and not too. I don't know. It's, a, it's something to do with like surprise or feeling, and it's also like I really. I guess going back to what you're saying, though, I definitely. I've also been maybe looking at more art, which is referencing art, and I think it is. That's just like a growing thing. That's like that's definitely more common. Maybe not. Maybe it's just because I've been looking at that. I'm definitely making, I'm not just doing that, that's just like one thing, but I, from looking, I think I'm really, I look at a lot of work, and most work I really look at, I think I'm generally really like most stuff, I'm like, oh, that's really nice, like I really, I think it's lovely, really beautiful, whatever, and then I'm, I guess that like really, it like, gets me excited and wants to make stuff, but maybe makes me look, I guess it's like, the more art you see, the more you can kind of step out of seeing you in some I don't like to use the word objective, but you can look at your work uh, further away from yourself looking at your work, if you know what I mean. Like you can step outside of your own view of the work and see it more within a sort of I mean, I guess objective is the term, but I don't I find that word a bit annoying. Mm-hmm. But like you can you can see the work as if somebody else has made it or something. And then if you, once you can do that, you can. it's sometimes a lot easier to think, well, maybe I should do this, or I can go over there, you know? It's like I always find it's easier when you're seeing somebody else's work, like a mate's work, and you're talking about it. You often feel like you could, feel like you can go somewhere with it a lot easier, like feels a lot, like the possibilities of it and the sort of creative potential seems a lot like fruit, more fruitful and fuller. But then when it's your work, it, feel, it always feels a lot more stuck because... You're just because you're coming at it from a completely different direction, whereas if it's outside of yourself and it's somebody else's, and I guess, sorry, where was I? That? I guess, yeah, at the moment, I'm maybe starting to notice I'm starting to make art, work, referencing artwork because I do have this habit and behavior of, and with my making where I want to I want to step outside of my the way I make work, I always want to change it, I don't want it to be. So I'm, I always like maybe try new things. So I'm maybe, you know, trying the art that references art. Mm. I mean, I'm just thinking of one piece actually. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and yeah, which which piece it's is that? It's gonna be. 
I, I, I've made it once, but I need to redo it because it's basically just a laptop opened at like a 45 degree angle and then filled with lard, you know, like with the Joseph Boys fat, fat chair. But I did it and I, I bought a load of lard and then melted it first and then filled it in, which I don't think I should have done. I think I, I need to use the lard without melting it because it kind of, it went too, it goes runny and it kind of changes its state because it, even though it, it goes hard again, it's sort of, it's not the same as before somehow. And it was also really stinky and I was just doing it here. I just needed to, it was like a thing I did quite off the cuff mm. and I haven't done it. I've got a laptop I'm going to do it with, but I just need to, I realised I just needed to plan it more. I need to research the type of lard. Maybe do it how I did before, but freeze it or I don't know. It's just a piece that's going to be made, but mm. I've also just put it off the back bench. But, um, but then it's also not, it, it feeds into other works I've been doing. You know, it's, it's also, you know, I might say I'm wanting to make works outside of myself, but that work sounds very much like a work I might make in some ways, because, you know, right, yeah. you can't, I might think it isn't, but it is. <laughs> the other piece of work that you made with the laptop was the, a piece of work where you had a, a, a sort of small lead ball yeah, yeah. sitting on the key of the computer mm. yeah. with like the word software open so it just repeated yeah. a, um, the, the certain key press yeah. until basically the computer crashes. Crash, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I was really interested in sort of like the, the after effect of the work, like the work stayed with me for a long time. Mm. Like I saw that work, I don't know, a few months ago or something mm. like that. But it's it stayed with me, and I really like the idea that it keeps repeating. It keeps like in my thoughts, it keeps coming back to this crashing computer. Yeah. And even just looking at laptops now, I think about the work about the thing blowing up or mm. crashing, like a, yeah. a sort of destructive yeah. force. I mean, um, were you interested in um, it being a destructive artwork in a way? I think it's one of those. I don't know. It's funny. I like. I like with art making I don't know how much of what I make is coming after or before some sort of thought process like part of me thinks yeah I was about that sort of kind of like dis destructive like trying to doing something which isn't in its action meant to be like destructive but ultimately is destructive but I don't know if that sort of came after the work happening because originally I remember ages ago I wanted to do a work with uh, like on the PlayStation and with Lara Croft there's like a but if you get I can't remember on which one but you get it and you just press the button and she just jumps up and down <laughs> and I just wanted to have that as the work holding it down but then like I think it was just I thought of it I never did it mm. and then I think it was just I was right at some point it was just like a click you know I just suddenly thought of it mm. and then I tried it with like a, a ball bearing and then somehow I just thought it needs to be like slightly bigger and more. It needs to be handmade. It needs to look because the ball bearing was smooth. It needed to look kind of. It needed to contrast against the Mac and stuff. And but then I guess work with that happening, I started to think about what does doing this, what does it make me think and mm. feel. So I don't know. I think I definitely those things were there, but I don't know. I, I don't know if they were there. I think they came afterwards rather mm. than before. Like I feel like that a lot. Was often I feel like you just made something 
don't really know why or what it's about until like maybe a little bit later and then you can maybe speak about it more clearly or with some better understanding like I read I read a, p- a particular piece of writing on your work and it um, it had it that the button was I that it pressed oh yeah yeah and like like yeah. if you like reading that work as a computer constantly pressing I is very d- different from a computer pressing G. G like yeah. G doesn't have those associations yeah, with yeah, totally. you yeah. and I. And well, it's funny you, you say know, that because that, that was um, yeah, it was Ryan Gander wrote that one with the I, and uh, I think he like some sort of uh, allowed himself to be a bit creative with for the context of what he was writing because yeah, it was never on an I key. It's always been G key. <laughs> But I think for what he wanted to write, it worked, it, it would make better for him to say it was on the eye, mm. which I quite liked. I mean, I'm really happy for him to do that. But um, yeah, I was really conscious of that because obviously I thought about the keys and stuff and I wanted it to be kind of in the middle, just mm. in terms of what I wanted to look like. And then I did really think about the keys and maybe I stuck with G because I quite like, it's quite a weird letter, like lowercase G, it looks quite weird. It's quite a like odd letter and that sort of, like you know, G like as a it's almost like one letter, but it can be a a word as well, like a saying. It can be something you can be like, oh, G, I don't know, you know, that sort of. So I, I know. So there was there's loads of reasons why I picked it. I guess G, it, the way it looked, and maybe it, it's just sort of a bit of a. It's like a word I'm not really into. Like not a word, sorry, a letter. I'm not like. Weirdly, there are letters which I prefer more than others like I think like certain like a certain letters I'm like oh they're so nice like just the way they look the way they sound and their use within what you can like what words they're in or you know how they use and then G is maybe a word I'm not that into it's kind of like a word I didn't like so some reason I wanted to use that Mm -hmm. um yeah it was G or T and I went with G because T I liked (laughs) (laughs) I think that particular piece is a very good illustration of your work because Mm. it shows how you make work and also the kind of it sums up the way that you go about making work and then the eventual understanding of that piece Mm. like that it isn't I, it's G like Mm. that is significant it's significant enough of a change for it to be a completely different piece of work but it's also like it's a it's an Apple Mac, white Apple Mac, yeah. with a black lead ball. Like it yeah. is an aesthetic. Yeah. And I also notice that the kind of G is is kind of central to the top back of the computer. Yeah. So it's a kind of symmetry. Yeah. But it's kind of off because the G is slightly over yeah. to the left. Yeah, yeah. So there's all that sort of. Um, but I guess that's the fun of looking at your work, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of deciphering why you've made all those de- decisions. Yeah. And I think some of those decisions happen, they they decide themselves rather than you decide them. You like to think you're completely sure, but some of them are just like, it was one I just really felt like it needed to be in the middle just for some sort of aesthetic. And then, okay, what's in the middle? Then you've sent this, so it narrows the choice down. What keys are there? There's like the T, the G, the H, the U, the T, that's the B. And then you can then you can you can say okay it can't be B that's just too that's just cheesy and crass you know it can't be B can't be it just sort of narrows it down and then and yeah I think 
I don't I don't want it's almost like you don't want it to be like to be too it's always going to be have some sort of meaning you're always going to understand it to some extent but I maybe don't want it to be too it's, got, it's I want it to be close to a type of understanding you know it's like a sort of intuitive thing rather than like a it's a type of logic rather than like oh G it's G because there's the the history there's I don't know do you know what I mean it's like the thing in itself rather than yeah I think uh, G G is a better choice than I because I it would be that kind of I as computers artificial intelligence that sort of and yeah. it's not like it's too kind of much. figurative you know it's like a, a car- it looks like a thing in itself yeah it's like a figure with a head or something it's just yeah it's too too loaded it makes it go somewhere else maybe mm. I wanted it to keep it in this idea yeah yeah but it's nice as well because it is a really it was a really easy work to make like one of one of the easiest works I've ever made probably <laughs> oh actually no it wasn't that easy it was, quite, it was quite hard work like hammering a square bit of lead into a ball. Oh right, I thought it was. I thought it was produced. No, I, I hammered oh, them really? into shape, which is actually quite hard work. But, um, but it's you know it's just it's like put it down, open up. You know it's just so sim- It's like simple and dumb, but it and then it, it but it plays with this time. Like it could theoretically go on forever until the, it crashes or, and um, yeah, it's quite a. It's like a signature work, maybe. But then that maybe makes me feel weird, makes me want to make something else. But yeah. there's definitely, I've noticed, there's definitely a, a MacBook thing or computer thing coming in. Like, um, But I think that's down to environment. I'm on a MacBook a lot. If I was, if I was like, off, up in the woods, like, cutting wood, I'd probably be making stuff out of wood. It's just, I think it's not as conscious as I'd like to think it is. I think it's kind of environmental. I'm working at home, have a Mac computer by me a lot and then gonna make stuff about Macs, aren't you? <laughs> I mean not everyone, but I think I'm I'm quite responsive to what's around me and when you were at university, like you yeah. weren't in that kind of um home environment. Yeah. So that's I imagine true. the work that you made was very different. That's true, yeah. If you go along that with that logic. Yeah. Um it I think it was slightly different. It's not hugely but it definitely was slightly different, I think. Um, I'm definitely making stuff. I did. I definitely made things which were more, I don't want to say ambitious, but like um, needed more types of space, different, I was working in different materials. Yeah, there was, but it's very slight. It's not like, it's not, it's not like a massive, obvious thing. Like, I'd like to think that could change as well. Because it's, it's weird, it's, 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 as soon as I start to think, like, the way I make is responsive to my environment, or like when I, was, I just said that, part of me is thinking, you want to make it not like that, you know? Like, to just to change it. So I want to make it so I make work a certain way wherever the hell I am. Like if I'm in Timbuktu or Botswana or wherever, I'm going to make the same work. Mm. But then, if I started to do that, then I'd be like, I want to make work. Do you know what I mean? It's like I, I don't want to. It's just like I don't want to feel like I know it or understand it in that sense. Like it's. I want to. It's almost like I want to be in control of it by being able to always take away the control. Mm. Like feel like I'm 
giving the control away. But ultimately, that is a really controlling thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it feels more. It just feels fun. It just feels more fun mm. for me. <laughs> the the quote that I, I see everywhere from from you about your your work is um, the logic of no logic oh, yeah, can yeah. be quite logical after all. Like, yeah. um, it's almost this. Yeah. It's almost like some of your your work and how you say and what you become as an artist becomes paraphrased, and then that becomes a representation of what you make. So almost that sentence becomes not an excuse, but it becomes um, all right, like a catch-all address, like a yeah. you know, it becomes uh, something that will almost can take any artwork because mm. it's like a Dadaist position of like, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't, it's not meant to make sense, or it's yeah. not. Like, how do you how do you feel about that? Or, yeah, I mean, I really that was used for the um, the show in New York. I because um, I was just saying I was going around with going around talking about the show and. The, uh, Claire, the girl who wrote it, um, to pick that up. That was just something I said. Um, so it's weird, but then how just something you say, kind of off your head, can become a little like a it's a phrase that's then used. It's picked up. Um, and I've maybe I, I I'm not that into that as I don't know. It's okay as a sentence or a saying, and it definitely. In some ways, I'm really like have everything does really mean stuff, and like it's almost like this. It's really, but in very like idiosyncratic ways. Like I like the letter T for very specific reasons, like because of how it looks, and then you think of like if you put, them, I don't know what you could do with it. Or just you know, you think of all these reasons why I'd like the T, but that. Those thoughts are still, they're not, they're kind of meaningless, or they don't, it's like that, it's going back to the idea that it, it's all, everything is just insane, like it's not, like if you look at stuff and think about how everything's working, like, and like humankind, it's insane, it's like, it, I can't, that's the only way I can like f make sense of it, is to think it is all insane, and then you have to like, play into the insaneness and think because you know you think just like okay I'm going to go and get on the bus walk out of the house and get on the bus you can do that really easily and be, it'd be fine you don't even think about it you've done it but if you really think about it it's insane like I can't it's just it's insane and then I guess it's like then what parts of that do you want to take up take away and think about or not think about but like use as a sort of point to sort of get some sort of sanity I think speaking about work is a really I think there's some people who are really good about speaking mm. about work I'm always like I know I hear this back and I'll be like oh why did I say that why <laughs> was I saying this but I quite like that it's because it's like I'm not I don't speak about it I make it and then speaking is something that comes along with it I like mm. I really like speaking about art or like making or those things but it, it's kind of a different thing it's not it feels I mean they're really intertwined but um, it's like you can't not be it can't not be meaningless but it is it's going to be meaningless as well it's that sort of like par paradox or it's like that simultaneous thing it's like always going to be the same and the other or something and that's kind of 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking. <laughs> but I do. I th- yeah. But I think it, I'm starting to make some works, which I'm you know, playing more with that sort of kind of like a bit more of a idiosyncratic logic, like going with a sort of which if you looked at it from somewhere else some people might think that's really insane but you you know like someone who is I don't know has some sort of severe OCD or some severe mental disorder where you know they think they believe that a specific apple that they found is is some sort of like god and is their sort of talisman and tells them what they you know you should today you should go and do this and it's like most people, you look at that from outside, that's fucking insane. But to the guy, the person within that, it's that seems more sane than these people going. That's that's crazy, dude. That's not. It's just an apple. It's really mouldy and skanky. Throw it away. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm maybe wanting to go more into that at the moment because I think that's quite interesting to just to put. I think it's to do with like belief and like putting belief. Because belief is, I don't know, it's a weird thing. It's like you can't not believe because it's just you can't. I don't know how you could, because just that like contradiction to not believe is to believe and not believing. But then, kind of interesting. What could not believing actually be? What that sentence means, not believing. How could you actually get anywhere near to that? You know, without like. It's just it's like an impossibility, mm. which I really like. It's like um, it's like the idea of everything is maybe not. There is no such thing as everything. You can't it's like the idea that of nothing. It's like they're the wrong things to use to express that or something. Mm. Do you consider an audience when you make a piece of work? When you're actually making that yeah. piece of work, do you consider an audience, or is it does it come at a different point or I think depending on the works it comes in at different times yeah it really depends on the work it depends how quickly the works can be like some works you just do then it's suddenly done some works you, you take longer or so depends on the, the time it takes for the, the work to be made and then also, also I think on whether well yeah how you some works you just like you feel like yeah that you feel really sure in other works you're not sure mm. and then you start to think well how would you think I maybe think like how would certain mate look at it or you start to you put it you test it out in mm. the world before it's done um, so I think I definitely do but part of me feels maybe this is going back to just that security thing of feeling like I can hold on to some sort of sanity part of me would like to feel like I can the, it doesn't matter about the viewer I think it does, really does. You can't, you need, you want people to see it. But maybe part of me kind of wants to rebel against that and be like, it doesn't matter. Even if I was in a cave by myself, I'd still make the things because it's, it's about the work, being able to see itself somehow, or the work, to be the work for itself. But I don't know if that's true. I just like to think that. It's like, because <laughs> like, I, I, I do think I really should, I don't know, I would, you'd just be making something different if it, you were by yourself. Mm. It's for people. You want to... 
I don't want to use the word community. You want to... Discussion you know, or something. Yeah, you just want to like... It's about like giving. It's going to sound cheesy, but like the idea of like love. love. You can't have the same type of love if you're just by yourself. And it's about that it's a kind of like... It's about a uh, collective love, like sharing, like some sort of community or like... Um, it's about giving it to something else. Mm. And so, yeah, you have to you have to do it at some point because you, you're doing it because you want to give it to something else. Mm. Whether that, you could argue that's the work in itself or the people to see the work. I think it's all of those things as one. But yeah. Is there a lot of work that you make that you don't show? Or is there's, it... There's like a fair amount. I always feel like I don't make a lot. I don't make enough work. Like I'm like... I think everyone must be like that. You're like... You know, like two years or twenty years behind where you are with ideas in your head, and so it's like trying to catch up. And then certain works, you're like, yeah, yeah. After I finish this, we can do that. But then you get sidetracked because you think of like five other things, and then you for- it's like you've forgotten about it, and then you suddenly remember it like a year later, and like, oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot about that work, and then you want to do it. There's yeah, I definitely make things, and I'm just like, oh, that shit, <laughs> you know. But some things I make and I do think I don't think they're that great, but I kind of want to show them because I do like. I don't know some people that maybe don't want they want to show everything that they feel is great, but I do really like that idea of things. Some things seeming because there are some works I think I feel quite comfortable with that I think they're actually they're not like I think they're all right. Like I don't. I'm not like yeah man check this out it's amazing, (laughs) but I'm like I'm happy to I feel happy to show it. There's other works I've shown or that exist, and I'm a bit like. It's a bit whack. It's a bit shit, but I like that. I think it's good because I think it's sort of a good. Because you, you you always sometimes you're gonna make amazing meals. Sometimes you're gonna make shit meals. Even if you're like Gordon Ramsay or something, he's made some. I'm sure, he's made some stinking food in his time, and I like that sort of. It just feels really human, and I like to maybe show that a bit. And it also makes you look at the works differently, you know. Mm. But there's definitely some things you make, and you, I'm just like, no way, <laughs> I don't want to show that. Or it just doesn't resolve, or it changes, or it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird to know what. Because then maybe you'll come back and you'll think, actually, that's quite good. Why, mm-hmm. am I, why haven't I done anything with it? Because um, in terms of thinking about work that's out there in the world, yeah, like, um. Before I, before I came today, I googled your name just to see what would come up, right. and I noticed that you don't have so, your own website. Oh, right, yeah. Um, to me, that seems very um, strategic yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you can sort of, it's easier to deny that work exists that you don't like. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I just wonder, I would like you to discuss a little bit about how you've made decisions about how things exist outside of themselves, like how, how you've made decisions about what what appears of you and what doesn't I did think about a website at one point like I guess like people do when they're leaving when they're graduating it's a sort of thing people it's sort of instinctive you know how can I still be seeable they've got the world wide web now they're perfect perfect place to sort of have that happen I, not, I haven't looked at myself online recently but I did a little while ago with a mate and it was quite weird because there's certain things come up and it's like I'm not in control of that and maybe then I'm thinking if I was looking at that and from somebody who didn't know much about me they're going to the picture or the image they get may, may be quite different I'm like they're going to see certain works 
and see them and their pairings together rather than other works. So, whereas if you had a, a website, you could really be like, you know, this is, but I, I'm, part of me doesn't, I don't want to, I, I guess it's that coming back to things like, I don't want to feel like I know what I am or where it is. And with that, I think you've got to be okay, you've got to start to feel okay with then if you don't do if you let if you let go of some sort of control you're gonna have things turn up maybe you might feel uncomfortable with or be like oh I'm not sure about like oh why are they showing that or why have they said that you know um, but I did I was and this is like a maybe a it's maybe a work that will never be made but a work I've sort of been doing where I was for ages I was thinking about setting up like five artist websites or yeah five maybe more maybe less but artist websites and making work as these artists so like trying to make like maybe I start doing some painting or trying to it's, it's basically like a, a cheap trick as a way for me to try and escape my own way of making and like really like I've and then I've made pieces but like I start doing that and then I've made pieces and go actually I like that <laughs> from myself so there's works that I've made which have come from that and it's also, I don't know if I'll do it. It's also a big chunk of time, so I wanted to do it so it looks good. Um, but then it also moves into that sort of idea of some sort of fiction, and it's not about, uh, like, these being, like, sort of pseudo-artists, or it's not about me becoming someone else. It's a, What it would be about would be, like, the making and how you can try and make something differently, and maybe they just all look like my work but slightly different. Um, I mean, maybe I'll still do it, but it's. Um, but I guess that seems like it's an obvious way to sort of def- put myself out there, but in a, def- like not in a way which sort of makes it less clearer to see what my work is or what I don't know. It's like sort of. Um, I mean, maybe it's also to do with like some sort of fear or like being scared of like if it's if I put a website up with everything I've ever made then it's like you've got nothing there's nothing to you can't hide um, but then it's also if I put up everything I've ever made I might then it's sort of like it's, it feels more fixed it feels more solid it might then be harder to if that's not up there you don't have that overview then it feels easier to maybe move around and it to not, so you can like it's more it's looser and you can, um, it's easier to sort of not have an idea of yourself. <laughs> I was wondering if it was something to do with self publicity and like maybe having a fear of that in- interfering with the work. Yeah, I think it is that as well. Like I feel quite uncomfortable doing this interview, mm. but I like doing. I mean, like, and there's been some things I've been approached which are a lot more public, and I've said oh, I'm not really afraid I'm not interested just because like I well I had an experience I mean everything's been moving very fast for me but I had an experience with the pa- papers asked to do something and I, I I agreed to say yes and I was a bit of a dumbass with it I was just chatting and I think they must have like I guess they researched me because they asked some questions I was like surprised they knew certain things because I didn't feel like it was there was anything really out there that was available publicly but I guess some ways they were or and maybe I was not aware of the fact that this was then going to be, you know, be maybe put in a newspaper or something. 
and then I felt uncomfortable with maybe some of the things I'd said or it just felt it just didn't it felt like it was about me rather than like the artist making the work rather than the work and so part of me is quite shy as well I think but also part of me just doesn't it's like it doesn't I don't want it to yeah I want it to be about the work I don't want it to be about me because mm. I don't think I don't know it's that weird thing because I like really like hearing artists speak about their work or getting some insight mm-hmm. into artists but then I also that can be bad as well some artists you're not that into their work but then you hear them speak and then you like their work a lot more some artists you've loved their work for ages then you hear them speak and then you're not that into their work and it's so maybe it's also that to do with like, I, I'm wary of me myself affecting people's reading of the work you know I don't know whether I don't maybe they'll like it more maybe they'll like it less but I don't I don't know it's um, I guess I'm just really childish it's like I don't want the responsibility <laughs> yeah. or something yeah um, <laughs> I don't know but it's um, almost like it's um in a way, not having a website is almost like a, a sort of form of publicity in itself. Like mm. being, like taking the unusual route, like not being, not um, adhering to the kind of self-publicity ideas that we've got used to in the last, I don't know, yeah. twenty years or so. Yeah. Like not adhering to that is a form of publicity. Or, um, I guess, a lot of the art institutions are, are based on that idea of not revealing. Like you don't reveal the price, or you don't reveal quite yeah. everything about the artwork and that keeps people's interest yeah. and kind of you, you must maintain mean, that aura mean, mean keeping yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know you maintain that aura of secrecy that that adds to the work and then you become in the long term I imagine that that makes you uh, that makes you more people more interested in who you are yeah. rather than less no I think I definitely because I, I mean I'm not sure how many artists or people making yeah, like people making art have websites. I don't know what the ratio is to people with websites and people with not. I think it's also, I mean, it's a weird thing because I get, I don't know, it's all new to me, but like if you're with a gallery, you have works through the gallery, but then, and there seems like there's definitely artists that are with galleries and they have websites and there's artists that are sort of maybe not represented, but they're doing a lot of work with galleries, but they have their website as well, like vice versa. You know, I've looked artists up online, and there's certain artists you look up, and they have a website. And it's, I feel like I'm like, oh, this is wicked. I'm so glad they've got a website mm-hmm. and can see stuff. But then there's other artists you try and look them up, and you're like, oh, I wish they had their website, or you kind of want that from them because you want to see more. And um, it, yeah, different. Yeah, it's weird because it it does. I think it, yeah, it does have that effect you get a little bit of cake you want a bit more if you get too much maybe yeah it's that sort of overdosing but I, th- I think it's also I just don't it would make me I just think it would really make me think differently about my work because it would feel like very much a like you've got an exhibition on the whole time or something and mm. it would be like this it would feel like a fixed thing like a point you'd always be going back to like put the work up on the website it's like a thing you're adding to and it's like creating it's that it's just not it's just that thing of it feeling like a fixed this is the work this is who I am and I'd maybe want to avoid that I want it to mm. be looser and more sort of flowy 
I don't know how conscious it is, but I guess it is partly conscious that yeah, people will it will sustain a different type of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of avoidance techniques, like avoiding like avoiding something meaning something directly, or avoiding yourself being in something, or avoiding um, things just being too easy, like too yeah, too direct, or yeah, and tr- just kind of like maybe yeah. It's just things being too straightforward or um, like holding some sort of surprise or not not knowing completely like they're not being because if you look someone up you, and you get their website but I guess it's also people don't put up everything they make on their website they might be they're putting up a selected amount but mm. you'll get you know they've done it and so you get okay this is what they want their work to look like, but there might be other works. It's like, what's his, I mean, he doesn't have a website, I don't think, but that was, I think it was Gail Richter or someone. They found like a load of, one of the like big painter dudes, they found a load of his paintings from when he was really young. And some, like someone bought a house and there was some in the basement or something. But he disowned them because he was like, you know, they were really, they weren't like great. And it was, you know, it was a conscious decision because if that, Existed, it would change. It kind of comes into this big body of his work, mm-hmm. and and I was kind of like, but it is your work. Why? How can you disown it? It's like it's not. It's almost like it's not yours to disown, even though it's yours or something. It's like that is you made that. Oh yeah. So maybe I feel like not having a website lets that be more of a, like your the work will be seen as the work rather than as your how how you think you're making the work because mm-hmm. it's coming from other people doing that rather than you doing it so it feels more I don't want to say honest but it feels more it allows me to get more perspective of the work in the world with through other people mm. rather than do you know it's like mm. I'm not forcing myself in there as much I'm I'm able to see it as somebody else's do you know yeah, yeah. like a level playing field in a way or yeah but it's also maybe I'm just a bit lazy <laughs> 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 um, where do all the smiley faces come from in your work yeah it's interesting to say smiley because I've been thinking recently about like if they had emotions what would they be or like where they sit like is there a spectrum or are they all happy all sad or again it's another work you can keep doing this sort of a, it's like a, another security blanket <laughs> It's like something everyone does or you do, but it's very like a really um, it's like a weird, it's quite a weird human thing to mm. be like anything looks. You can look at anything, and be like, oh that looks to give anything character to like like animation to like animate and be like that. This cup looks like a little creature, or and um, it's a really. I think it's a really lovely thing. It's a really mm. weird thing. I was kind of wondering like why. And I'm really I'm. I found that I'm always doing it. I'm like, oh, that looks like a, looks like a face. Faces particularly, because I guess it's like, that's the main thing we recognise. That's what we can see. That's so, like, so tied up in being the things that we are. It's like facial recognition and faces. And it sort of relates to that idea of, like, maybe part of me wants to be I don't know if it's one wants to be alone, but like doesn't want to be lonely, or that idea that you know, like wanting to have friends. Or I don't. I don't know. I, I'm also not 
I feel like I'm not that sure still with this work mm. where it's all coming from because it's I mean I've been doing it for a while now but I still feel like it's a bit unknown to me but I think it's something to do with like it's just like a really it's also really funny it's like I think it's really funny to think that you could think an apple can look like keep referencing apple could <laughs> for like you know some, something can look like something else or that you can give it a character or a feeling but not not that it can look like something else but it can look like you can it can have you can kind of somehow give it some sort of emotional trait you can give it an identity that's like yours you can like relate it to yourself you can be like oh it looks like looks like my looks like my granny <laughs> or no um I just think that's really funny and kind of there's something really charming about it but there's also something I'm not quite sure mm. <laughs> but it's like the I guess the, the act of making work is an act of sort of transformation isn't it of particular products or, yeah. or objects or things or actions or into something else and looking at a smiling face even though it's like you know just a neon sign or it's a mm. that's just part of that whole thing I guess yeah, it feels like because I, I also I've noticed I do speak about work, or I think about works in a weird way, kind of like their little things. Like, like I, I mean, I'm not like I'm not like thinking they're real. Like, oh, this this has a soul. Like, not what's it, animism or something. Mm. But like, it's like a way to just to relate to it. Like, giving this little thinking of this little stick as if it's a sort of little creature and it's a, it's a way it's a sort of it's another way where that kind of thing to do with that love can creep in or something um, but I, I've, I, I've, I'm not really still sure on that work I still feel like I don't really fully know why I'm doing it mm. I just really like it I like it's really nice it's weird actually how I've noticed I notice faces I see them somewhere, like when we, I was on holiday in uh, Maltedo in Italy and um, didn't have a camera, but I, I know exactly where these faces are that I saw. Like, there's this one, I know I could go there now, I know where to find it. And it's like, and there's two, I went a little while ago to to see the, um, I can never say a name right, the Rivani Nuencia Wonder Show at um, South London Gallery. And on the way, I saw two faces. I haven't been to photo them, but I, I know exactly where they are. And it's just weird how you spot, like, the, they sort of somehow go into a... They, I see it, and it goes into a type of memory. It's like I really remember them somehow. It's weird. I'm finding that quite interesting, but I still don't know what that's about. I don't know. <laughs> but really, two really shit questions. Um, they're really awful questions, but I, well, like, I think going on the idea of, like, maybe, like being uncomfortable with something is a good idea or being unsure about things is <laughs> a good idea um, yeah number one is did you do graffiti as a kid I think that's a really good question um, yeah well yeah I wouldn't say I was I did like some tagging but weirdly I did it like some, some mates were sort of starting to do it and weirdly I like didn't want to do it with them but then I kind of secretly did it <laughs> by myself, like at the same time they were doing it. It was like I didn't, I don't know, it was weird. But yeah, I made, like I did one, it was like a little gorilla face, kind of looking off to the the right. 
and one I spent ages cutting it out and it's like of a wrestler squashing some guy's head but it was too deep I just could never it just was look shit every time I tried stencil it it just looked really bad and then I did I had a little tag as well but didn't really really short lived like literally like a couple of months a bit long you know like half it lift that it was yeah um but yeah that's an, I think that's a good question <laughs> it's quite interesting thinking about that because what made you want to ask that well I guess maybe what it kind of leads on to is like how do you how do you make decisions about making art? At yeah. what point do you decide that you are a graffiti artist? At right, what point right, do yeah. you decide that you become an artist? Like, yeah. And sometimes those things are very near each other. They're yeah. quite a similar time where you do something like graffiti and then you realise that it's nearly right, yeah. but it's not quite right. Or it's it's nearly yeah. right, but it's too popular. Or it's nearly yeah, yeah. right, but it's too much like you do something as a kid. or yeah. And then you move on yeah, to... Yeah. Um, I think that was it. I think that's partly maybe why I didn't want to do it with my mates. I wanted to like do it because I didn't. I wanted to. It was almost like I wanted it felt like my own thing, or I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's funny. And I yeah, I remember like I started. I remember one time getting quite drunk with some friends, and we went. And we ended up going to the park, and we like made silly like you know like drunk stupid things to do like climbing up on the little cafe there and putting like a traffic cone on top of the roof. Um, but then doing things like that, but then realizing there was something like really creative in it, and like that then fed into some work I did while I was on the foundation. Like make we, I, I actually just redid a work that I did with two of my mates when we were drunk when we stacked up like four benches on top of each other, <laughs> like a little sculpture. It was really beautiful, but like we were just finally like you know drunk like whoever. But then realizing oh that's like there's something really important in this and then going back and doing it again to document it mm. but it was weird like the first time it just felt the identity of it felt like it was we were just drunk doing it but then when I went back early in the morning another time completely sober feeling a bit weird trying to do it by myself and getting it done and it felt like more towards you know, something like art making would be or something it's sort of like so it's it's like the um it's just to do with how you relate to it in the moment, I guess. Mm. And yeah, graffiti, I did it because it was, people were doing it, it was kind of cool, and it was something I liked, I, I looked like looking at a lot of it, and you want to, yeah, you want to like try it, you think maybe you work, but something about it just didn't feel like, it didn't feel right, it didn't feel like it was the, it was like the, the graffiti was conditioning you or the act of tagging was conditioning you more rather than you were conditioning your but then other people were different they'd be like I'm putting my I'm conditioning a certain type of tag into the world mm. whereas I felt like it was conditioning me into a certain type of making so when when did you decide to um, make art yeah I don't know that's a, I, like I don't I don't know if I, it was ever I guess when I decided properly well, I don't even know if I've decided, but I decided to study it when I I left school. I basically, well, I, when I, did, I left GCSEs, I didn't do very well at school. It was like I couldn't carry go on to do A levels. I knew I could draw. I knew I could like make. I knew I had some sort of ability enough to then get on to a GMBQ art and design course. 
so I did that and did like a biology or something and flunked, did, I messed them up again so the art was the only thing I had going and then I was thinking of like well I just I was kind of like a bit desperate I was like what am I going to do but I really wanted to make I think I just yeah I wanted to do something I didn't know if it was to be an artist but I wanted to do something creative I just like drawing making stuff but I really didn't like doing the GMBQ it was just like A level art but not it was all like GCSE I was just like you know modules we're going to do like a project to do with making sea creatures for the Brighton Parade or something it was just like just wasn't it was like sort of depressing and sedating but then I applied to do this course in Goring by Sea and they, they I got on they suggested I go into the, the final year fast track year didn't do anything that year at all but then we did it and then I, the, the second so I ended up being there for two years anyway and the second year just like something clicked I was just like making on my own terms and that being appreciated and that then made me feel like gave me self-belief I was making what I wanted to make and there were people that wanted to see it and wanted to talk about it and were interested and then that course they like encourage you to apply to go and to do courses I was really into film as well really into movies and stuff I wanted to go to, like up to Edinburgh to like Napier to do film and then I applied to the Slade as well just because I'd, I'd heard of some artists that went there and it was like but then I got offered a place there and she was like yeah you should go for it and then I was at Slade, and I guess at some point you're just like, I'd love to be able to do this. Like, I'd love this to be the thing, and I've been really lucky, and it's, that's what's happened so far. But I'm still waiting for like someone to tap me on the shoulder <laughs> and go, excuse me, I'm not supposed to be here. But um, I've I've always, it's like what they always people always say, don't they? I've always been like creative and into making stuff. But yeah, I've always drawn and been into making. And then I guess at some point you realise that can be something that is more, it's like, that's how you can exist in the world. And then you're like, yeah, fucking sweet. And it feels, yeah, it's that sort of, I really, I guess I really didn't like it at school, it was like people telling you what to do. <laughs> that sounds really, but I still, I don't know, it was just like feeling, it just makes sense to me. It's the thing that makes sense. It's the thing that feels the least insane. <laughs> and so that's that's good. But I was also really into like I was really into skateboarding for a long time. And I was at one I was also thinking when I was applying to uni of like if the, that didn't work and stuff, I was really thinking about maybe going to be like a snowboard instructor in Austria as well, like as a fullback thing. But I think it's in weirdly it's really quite a similar act. I mean it's very like you really share it. It's not like you do it by yourself. You do share it. Although art is more solitary, you do, you're more by yourself. But you go, I mean, you can skate by yourself, but it's like, and you, it's, you're creating, you're thinking of tricks you can do or lines, and it's, they're just, and it's responding to your environment in a way which maybe the, the sort of social and cultural environment to some extent isn't set out like that. Like, you know, park benches are made for sitting on, but they're also made for like doing tricks on for skateboarders. And I think that's that sort of uh, type of seeing is really similar to like what art is as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, nice, nice answer. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, and the ridiculous question number two is, um, uh, which artist would you would for the Turner Prize next time? Or to uh, not maybe not to win it, but to to be um, to be part of it. You mean this year coming? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, like well, when you first said that, one came to my mind immediately, which was Ryan Gander, just because. I think he'd probably like to win it. <laughs> Not that, and I think that, and I think he he could win it, and maybe he will win it, or that would be. I just, I'd be really happy for him. But then I, I'd think like I'd love it if like I don't know, like Esmeralda, my flatmate, who's living there, I think makes amazing art. She won it, or but I don't know. I don't. Whoever wants to win it, really. I mean, I guess it's like what artist do I really like? That's mm. in in Britain at the moment um, there's so many I just mm. find it too difficult to say just one um, I like it because it's a bit awkward yeah you know, it's, it's like, like, like favouritism it's like yeah. saying like and it's also maybe brings in other factors to do with because like I say I say Ryan more just because I really like him I like I do like a lot of his work, but some of his work, um, I just I'm not I don't get, doesn't hit me, like other work maybe. Mm. But I think over I think overall he's like really, like he's so social and caring and loving with art making and like gives so much to it, and I think that should be really I think that should be commended and I think if, uh, maybe he's not that bothered about it, but maybe I just know I think like I don't know. Uh, what Tessa Tadine's never won it, has she? She. Um, I don't. Th- I think she's been nominated. Yeah. I'd love for her to win it, just because I think she's really good. I really like her stuff. I think she's cool. She's yeah. She's just. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I just think of people. She's like I don't have a personal connection to her, but I just think of people that I know. Mm. Like I personalise it. I want people I know to win, just because. Then they could buy me a drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, then I think of like tutors that I've had that, and I, that I'd really like to win, mm. or yeah, personalising people that I feel have helped me or given stuff to me. I'd like to see them be given something good, like Eva Rothschild, it'd be cool if she won, or John Callum, or Philida. Bar- I know Philida's just because it's below fifty, right? Isn't it? Uh, got to be 50 yeah. and under yeah. but yeah I think it's funny yeah, it's a, that's it's one of those questions because you per, I think it's either right who do I do I say who I'm really into or do I but like in what way am I really into people like do persons whose work I really like or people I really like well, somehow sure. I personalise it more I think of people I really like or people I like to win and then but it's also like who is realistically could go up for it mm. as well, I guess. But like, um, it's a bit like what's your favourite colour? It's like, yeah. well, <laughs> but I, I, have, I can answer that one. Do you? I have three favourite colours <laughs> if that's allowed, <laughs> yeah. and it'd be green, blue, and black. Wow, why? Yeah, then that's where it gets difficult <laughs> to say why. Um, I guess I just really like green. Really like <laughs> no, I don't know. They're just. All, I really like them for quite different reasons. Like a black's just like 
darkness and it's just like a, it's an amazing intense thing it's like the idea that it absorbs all other colours blue I don't know they just they, they have some emotional qualities to other you know they some for some reasons they stick out and seem to mean more personally to me than mm. other colours um, and I like them as a combination for some reason Got green and black eyes. No <laughs> blue. No blue. <laughs> That's not conscious. You've got blue just, eyes. Just by chance, and the blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, I'm because I, I'm really bad at remembering artists because there was like there's some other artists that um, British artists that I know I like. I can't think of right now because I'm being expensive. But I also think it's it's like at school you get who gets the first, who gets the. Mm top grade it's like a surprise but it's um, it f- it's it's a type of art world or a type or a part of the art world which just seems a bit like there's a bit of hype and excitement but I mean there's money as well which is really nice but it must be weird to be in it or I don't know because there, there's quite a few people who decline it don't they like Sarah Lucas has declined it oh, actually right. I think because Mark Leckie was, he did an interview and he was saying about how he quite likes art when it's um, a sort of niche thing. It's like a an underground right. thing. Yeah, yeah. And he found the idea of winning the Turner Prize quite difficult because it meant that it changed the focus of what he did and he kind of didn't mind that it was kind of underground and kind of like no one saw it. And Yeah, but it wasn't underground, was it? And I mean, No, kind maybe of, the underground is completely the wrong but get, term to but use. But I know about. what you mean, it's like... It goes. It does go into a different sort of context because mm-hmm. it is. There's like people that make art and go looking at art and into art, and there's that art sort of world that sustains that. And then it's the media, the sort of you know the newspapers and where it crosses into people that aren't that into art or making art, but get familiar with it and go and see it because it's like the term that oh, these artists have to turn a prize and they're kind of it's more the sort of. It's not so much the, the spectacle of it, you know. Mm. It's like the spectacle mm. of the, these these weird people that make these fucking silly things and get given these money and this attention. <laughs> I, be, I bet I'll remember. I'll be like, <laughs> Straight away. And later on, and I'll be like, I'll email something. I remember it, dude. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just like to say thanks to my guest Jack Strange uh, for taking time out. Uh, to come and talk to me um, he's in part of a group show called Ventriloquist at the Timothy Taylor Gallery which opens tonight which is the 26th, 26th yeah. of February 2009 thanks man thank you